What's good, people? Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Pro Fan Talk. My name is Marcus Thomas. Thank you for joining me. Um, another good week of sports, stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff going on. Um, the NFL is the gift that keeps on giving, and we are still in the middle of this stuff. Breaking news almost every day. More moves. Coaches making some moves now. Which was, that was surprising. That was surprising. We've got um, Bruce Arians walking away right off the bat. Pete, what's going on, dude? Thanks, man. Thanks. Pete wishing me silver anniversary. Me and my wife's 25th anniversary, 25 years in the marriage game. That is an all-pro effort right there. That's what that is. Don't get it twisted. So shout out to my wife, Kathy. Love you. Uh, thanks a lot, Pete. Appreciate that, brother. But uh, Bruce Arians stepping down, stepping away. I don't know. What do you call it? Stepping somewhere, stepping up, getting paid more, less headache, less responsibility. That would be a step up. Bella D from New Zealand. Okay. Hope you know football. <laughs> but that would definitely be a step up. Handing it off to Todd Bowles. It's that was um, unexpected to say the least. To say the least. <laughs> What's up, TK? Appreciate it, brother. Another one of my, my, my grandbabies wishing me a happy anniversary. Appreciate that, TK. Love you, man. Um, it's interesting. Todd, Pol Todd Bowles gets handed the keys. He gets handed the keys right after all of the, uh, the stuff with Brian Flores. It's very interesting. Now, uh, Bruce Arians has a devoted following. A devoted following. He's got, a, he's got that tree kind of like uh, like the Andy Reid tree. Um, Andy Reid coming from when he used to coach at Green Bay back in the day. Um, Mike Holmgren, that tree. Not the same thing, but it has the same effect. You get people that are loyal to you, and they will stick with you through thick and thin. And Todd Bowles has been a name that uh, definitely deserves head coaching opportunity. And this is the way you do it. Hand it off. Hand them the keys. Uh, and of course, because he decided to step away, you know what kind of rumors that starts. This whole Tom Brady rumor mill just gets started all over again. There are all of the rumors about uh, Tom Brady going to Miami. I don't, 
I don't see that happening. I think that's bullshit. Um, I don't know where those rumors are coming from. And you know how I feel about that whole situation with all these rumors and all these talking heads and Schefters and all of these people that, that always getting all this gossip. At the end of the day, they're guessing just like we are. They're guessing just like we are. So it's, that's a, it's, that's what's going on, Derry. Bruce was tired at his age. Yes, that is a stressful job, and it wears on you. But when you're in that line of work, like, you know the deal. So it's, I don't know. I guess the timing of it is weird. Not that he was ready to do this, but I don't know. The timing of it just looks a little suspect. But, again, that could be me just like all the other talking heads guessing. We don't know what's going on in his head. <clears throat> he may have just may have had that one day and was like, you know what? I'm tired. I want to hand the keys off to to um, Todd. Todd, you feel like driving? Here you go. And if the ownership approves, because at the end of the day, the owners of the team they gotta they gotta approve that deal, approve that handoff. So. It's not like he had some master plan. You got to get approval to do something like that. So, I don't know. What's up, Vince? Brady would talk Gage out of retirement to join the Bucks if he planned to leave. I, I agree. We'll see what happens, though. There's still a lot of time because all of this the, this whole landscape is going to change in three weeks. It's going to be totally different. After the draft, the shit is going to hit the fan truly. Because you're going to finally see, you know, or at least get a little glimpse of these teams, what the master plan was. So uh, it's going to be very interesting because this is going to be, in my opinion, this will be the most interesting uh, most anticipated draft that I've seen in a while. Because there's just so much stuff going on. Um, was Todd ever in the Eagles organization? Was he? I don't think so. I don't think so. I can look that up. I don't know. Was Todd Bowles ever in the Eagles organization? I don't think so, but uh, Y'all out there, internet, do your work. Arians isn't a good coach. Uh, I don't agree with that, Wayne. Arians is a great coach. You don't win the Super Bowl as a bad coach. Even going back, back when the Cowboys were still good, when they won the championship uh, with this, uh, what's his name? After Jimmy Johnson left, and then they brought Barry Switzer from, from Oklahoma. And they said Barry Switzer had an easy job, and, you know, he just skated. Like, listen, I don't care what you say. At that level, it is not easy to win a championship, period. So whether you like uh, Barry Switzer or not, 
Um, whether you think he had a, just a bomb team and it doesn't matter. It is difficult to win a championship. I don't care who you got on your team. So for Barry Switzer to keep all of those guys in check, keep those egos in check, keep everybody on the same page, and then get through the regular season healthy, get through the playoffs healthy, and win the Super Bowl, that's an accomplishment. I don't care what you inherited. That happens every year. Somebody gets a team or some player go, look at look at uh, Tampa Bay last year. Okay, thanks, Vince. Bowles was with the Eagles as a uh, DB coach, as a quarterback coach, secondary. So I thought so, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I, he couldn't have been here very long, maybe one or two years. Yep, twenty twelve. Yep. So that was was that uh, that was Big Red, right? That wasn't Ray was gone by then. That was Big Red. So. Uh, Yep, Andy Reid, yep, part of Big Red. But you know what? Just another notch for Big Red. People off his tree getting that opportunity and make the most of it. But uh, I tell you what, back to Wayne's comment. Um, there's something to be said for um, my way or the highway. It's not that simple. Because... Um, a lot of people, and I'll just give you this story based on my experience. And I'm talking about coaching at kids, coaching kids, right? When you coach kids, all the parents want to give you tips, but they don't want to help. So you're getting all this outside noise and people looking at you cross-eyed because either you didn't play their kid or their kid didn't score a touchdown or all you get all of that mess, but nobody wants to actually pick up a whistle, come on the field and help. So, and I'm saying that to say when you're at that level, all of that stuff is amplified because now you're dealing with a bunch of people who do know their stuff. So you got to be secure in your plan and your scheme or whatever it is that you're, that you're doing and you got to want to stick to it. Because the minute you change up and things don't go your way, they're getting rid of you. If you're doing everything the way you want to do it and it's not working, they're getting rid of you. So that's a very thin line. You got to be good enough to be able to recognize the places you need to change up a little bit and make the changes. And the people you got on your staff that are making those changes, you have to have trust in them that they're doing the right thing. And in this day and age, you can't, it's, that's a little bit harder to say because everybody's trying to get their own job. Everybody's trying to cash in and, and get their next check and they, everybody wants to level up. Everybody wants to level up. So if my way or the highway is different. I, I look at it like this. The minute you get a job somewhere, the clock is ticking. There are very few exceptions to that. Belichick is an exception. Tomlin is an exception. Um, Arians was an exception. Um, 
the guy in in, in uh, New Orleans, he was an exception. These guys are walking away when they want to walk away, but doesn't really happen like that. Most of the time, it doesn't happen like that. So I'm like, uh, if you're going to get me, I'm going to make it worth my while. I'm going to go out swinging, and I'm going to go out swinging my way. If it's not working, well, at least it's because of me. It ain't because of nobody else. So the last thing you want to do is be on your way out the door talking about, I should have I should have stuck with my first mind and did it this way, the way I set out to do it and had to listen. To, you don't want to be in a situation where you're talking about you shouldn't have listened to somebody else. You don't want to do that. So go out the way you want to go out. Let me see. What's up, Jake? Always been a fan of BA. Very hard on his players, but I've heard nothing but good things about guys that play for him. See, the thing, <coughs> excuse me, the thing about being hard on players, um, you hear the, you hear this word a lot. We're trying to get our guys to buy in. What that means is, That means all of the shit that you're doing, all of the um, two-a-day practices, banging. I don't even know if they have two-a-days these days. But all the stuff you're doing in practice is getting on everybody's nerves. Do we need to run this again? Do we need to practice for three hours again? All of that stuff, all those little things that most people on the outside don't see. Every coach is doing that type of stuff. But when you get people to buy in, that means on Sundays, when it counts, the team is seeing results. Win or lose. Because a lot of times you see progress in the film room. The score might not dictate it, though. <clears throat> so when you see guys talking about we want to get our guys to buy in, that means you got to start seeing progress. Everybody might not see it, but the people that matter, when you watch film every Tuesday and every Wednesday, you want to see some things that happen and slowly and surely people start buying into what you're doing because they see it work. Sirianni had that later in the year when he finally realized he needed to start running the ball. It was almost too late, but he managed to get it together and got the the best out of Jalen Hurts, and we limped into the playoffs. Now, when you look at the record, it doesn't say we limped into the playoffs. Not like we were injured and stuff like that, but we barely made it, but we, we made it. So props to Jay Hurts for getting there. <coughs> So you gotta, you gotta be able to buy into that, and you gotta be able to see results. So now, what's happening is, uh, where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? Looking at all of this Tua talk, because now it's very interesting. Um, now. 
with Tom Brady, those rumors, I don't think Tom Brady's going to Miami. But don't make the mistake to think that Tua doesn't hear all of that talk because he does. So whatever he's going to do, um, I think Tua's going to have a, a, a great year this year. He doesn't have to throw the long ball. He can throw the long ball. He doesn't have to because he's got the number one weapon uh, in the NFL. He's got them two guys. He's got equipment. He's got people. This guy right here, Tyreek Hill, you you get that you get that boy, you get that kid the the, the rock on a five yard slant and watch him take it fifty. That's the kind of weapon he is. <clears throat> I saw the um, I saw the comments by Alex Smith. Alex Smith used to play for the Chiefs, um, and I believe he was there Tyreek's rookie year, first or second year, I think. And he said, "You don't you don't replace a guy like that." You just don't because guys like that only come around every couple of years that have that type of effect. Everything that this dude does, everything, defenses have to respect. He is somebody you game plan for, which is why Kansas City has so much success moving them all across the field. You have to pay attention. They could they could use them as a decoy and it would open up a whole other side of the field because everybody's concentrating on which side he goes in motion. Are they going to hand it off? Are they going to screen him? Is he going deep? Is he going to cut it under? Cross the middle? Never know what he's going to do. And if he gets his hands on the ball, it could spell trouble for him. That's the kind of player he is. So, no, uh, you don't replace that. You hope you find somebody else that's as good. And I'm trying to think, trying to think who else in the league has that type of effect. Randy Moss had that type of effect. Uh, Barry Sanders had that type of effect, although <clears throat> Barry Sanders did not. I don't think Barry Sanders had the effect like Tyreek does because Barry Sanders never went. He did a lot of screens, but ne he never did ran any pass patterns. So if you could stop Barry, you were good. You stop Tyreek, you got. You got the other dude. You got Waddle still over there. So it's it's a little bit more than one dimensional. So you got a you got a whole different outlook. And let's say you stop Waddle and then you stop Tyreek, because there was a couple of games last year and the year before that <clears throat> where defenses shut Tyreek Hill down, all the way down, and they had nobody else to answer for. But that was few and far between. A couple teams did it. A couple teams tried. One or two were successful. But eventually, he's going to get free. 
So he opens up too many lanes. Um, he might make Patrick Mahomes come down to earth just a little bit. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Let's see. Now, what does that do for this guy? Nothing. Not a thing. But I like to compare Tua and Jalen Hurts because they're both kind of in the same position. They both had the same criticisms, both not very good throwers, really good runners, um, and whatever other issues you might have with the way they play. But they're both pretty much in the same boat. I, I expect Jalen Hurts to have a, a great year. Um, and you, you hear me keep saying this. If not for nothing else, just because he's in the same offense for the second consecutive year. That makes a huge difference. Tua has the number one weapon in the NFL. Just by that alone, his numbers are going to go up. Not to mention, Waddle's numbers are going to go up. Because everybody's going to focus on Tyreek Hill. So Waddle, I expect Waddle to be open a lot more. Not to mention, they got a pretty damn good running back. Not to mention, now they have an offensive-minded coach who knows what he's doing. So not to say that uh, Brian Flores didn't, but Brian Flores was a defensive-minded coach. Um, but honestly, that's more on your offensive coordinator, not the head coach. One thing that's interesting, if you have a offensive head coach or if you have a defensive-minded head coach, if your offense sucks, your OC gets tanked. They'll get them out of there. If you have a a head coach with an offensive background and your offense sucks, you'll probably get fired. In that regard, usually, in this most recent case excluded, usually they'll let a the, the GM will get another offensive coordinator in there. Then, if you're still not winning, they'll clean house. Get a new head coach, bring in the whole new staff, all of that kind of stuff. I would tend to say Mike uh, McDaniels knows, knows what he's doing. So, it'll be very interesting to see the matchup, because I'm going to watch both of them this year. Tua and, and Jalen Hurts. Because unfortunately, well, in both situations, I think 
If Tua doesn't light it up with the weapons that he has, he's gone. If Jalen Hurts doesn't light it up with the lack of weapons that he has, I no, I take that back. I can't say that. He's got weapons. He's had he's got the best rookie. He had the best rookie receiver we've ever had. And he's got one of the better tight ends in the league. So he's got weapons. But his 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 passing has got to be better. It's got to be better. You guys probably heard what I said. I think I said last week. Um he heard all of that talk on tape about him not being able to read the defense. He's the type of dude, he's got the type of character that he's not going to run away from that. He's like, I got to prove you wrong. And that's what he's got to do. I don't need a, I don't need a long ball from him. He can throw it. I don't need it though. I need him to throw uh, 15 to 30 and I'm good. Because one of those 15 to 30 yard balls is going to end up a 60 yard touchdown or a 50 yard touchdown or a 70 yard. Somebody's going to take one to the house. That's the way it works. I don't need a 60 yard bomb in the air. Don't need that. Most of those are incomplete anyway. We need a guy that can go across the middle, make a couple people miss, and make a play. We need a playmaker. So if we do manage to get one out of the draft, I'm hoping we can pull one of these wide receivers, maybe a lot from from Ohio State, maybe that kid from North Dakota State, that six foot three kid that runs a four three. Yeah, I want that dude. Somebody got to come in. We got the we got the guy from Indy, um, Pascal, Pascal. Um, I don't know how good he's going to be. I know he'll probably be better than Rager. Although, uh, I would see Rager knows his job is on the line. He knows that. So, I expect Jalen Rager to come out ready to play. He might surprise some people. But at this point, he better do something because everybody's ready to to kick him out of town. So, he better show up big time. So, person who developed chemistry with these, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the chemistry is there. I just think, uh, I think this is all on um, Jalen Hurts and that whole anticipation thing. Devontae Smith is getting open when he needs to get open. Jalen Hurts is just not seeing him. The right way. The the anticipation is not there. I, I think I don't know. He left maybe four or five touchdowns on the field because he didn't throw the ball when he was supposed to throw the ball. So I don't think that has it. The relationship thing is that's fine. I think this is a growth, uh, a skill thing that Jalen has to finish developing. He has to finish it very very quickly. He's got to get better very very quickly. He's not going to have the three to four years. He's got this year, and if defenses shut him down like they did last year, he's out of here. Or at least he'll be back next year, but we will draft a quarterback. 
and he'll be fighting for a job again. If Reagan doesn't produce this year, he's got to go. Yeah, that's uh, Captain Obvious, man. I would even say it like this. If Rager plays the same like he did, um, number one, he's he'll be gone. But, but even more so, um, that, in my opinion, will... That people will be wanting Howie's job. They they'll want uh, Howie Roseman to be fired because we would have had opportunities to try to get rid of that contract and get rid of that player, and we and we didn't do it. So uh, Rager still has an opportunity to just because everybody every year you hear about somebody having a breakout breakout year. So I don't know what he has to do. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I know why. You don't pay them the money, so now you'll get the most out of what you can get out of. Same thing with Derek Barnett. Same thing with uh, with uh, Fletcher Cox. What y'all think of, of Barnett and Cox? New Cox was going to stay. I don't necessarily mind that. And honestly, I don't necessarily mind Barnett staying. Doesn't bother me that much. Because we could, I mean, we know what we got. He's not a bad player. He's just brain dead sometimes. That's the frustration with Barnett. He's, he's the face of third and long, and we want to get the ball back to the offense. Oh, God, I hope I hope Barnett doesn't get a penalty. I hope he doesn't get a penalty. He's that guy now. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. He's that guy now. He's going to um, – same boat. Same – I look at him like Rager now. He Like, dude, you, you might not make it to the second year of that contract. But you better get your head together and start making plays and not make more plays than you cost us. I'll say it like that. He got to make more plays than he costs us. So the pressure will be on him. And, you know, Philly, uh, if he starts making them dumbass mistakes again, uh, people going to rip him a new one. So. That's what it is. I gotta. I wish I could do. Uh, I wish I could do sound effects on this thing. Because as of a couple days ago, guess who's back in the news? Guess who's back in the news? The cap is back. Working out at Michigan with Harbaugh. I guess he's going to be throwing, I guess it was he throwing balls at Michigan's pro day or something like that. Working out with some of the receivers. 
I know some of the Eagles, I think Jalen Rager and somebody else was was catching balls from him. He's still in good shape. Have no doubt about that. Uh, I still think he would probably be better than a lot of the backups that are in the league right now. That's just my opinion. He's still a good running quarterback. He had a great arm. Um, and he took shit. He took the last time San Francisco took, went to the Super Bowl. It was with Kaepernick. They should have won. The lights didn't go out. Conspiracy. <laughs> they should have won. Both times, well, they should have won in the Super Bowl, and they should have been in the Super Bowl. And both times they got snaked in. Your safety drops a softball and the lights go out. And just, in my opinion, that Super Bowl, it, it just, that was, I believe that was the Ravens' second one, I think. Just killed their momentum. Just killed it. And they can never, they can never, you know, reset and get themselves together. And get back in the game and just, you know, Ravens defense just took off. So that will be interesting. And when he does have, because he's supposed to be throwing for teams again and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be very interesting to see, uh, number one, uh, what his workout will look like. Number two, how many people will be at that workout. And number three, especially in this environment with the new Rooney Rule updates and all that kind of stuff, um, what kind of feedback will the NFL get because of this? If, if they get negative feedback now from Kaepernick after all of this shit happening with John Gruden, the stuff that's going on in Washington, the stuff that's going on in Dallas, with 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 uh, Jerry Jones, baby mama, daddy drama. I don't even sound right saying that, but it's funny. It's funny. <clears throat> Some of this stuff. If they wrote a script to make it a made for TV movie, you wouldn't believe it. Art imitates life, not the other way around. But if all this other stuff is going on, and he can't get a legit look, see. They screwed it up last time. They could have let him in the league. If he sucked, he'd have been out the league with the quickness. But they didn't want to do that because the reality of it was most, a lot of people in the league were not even close to being as good as Kaepernick was. So there was no reason he should have not. He should have been on the sidelines. No reason. <clears throat> So they got another opportunity to get it right. They'll they'll probably uh, the NFL by they will probably overcompensate. They would most likely overcompensate. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
what was that? Why do I have this up here? Oh, I, I know. I know. I'm like, why do I have Tebow up here? One of the points I was going to make about the whole Kaepernick thing was if Urban Meyer can bring back Tebow, who had no business coming back playing tight end, because he, he wasn't the best person on that field. If Urban Meyer can do that, to bring a quarterback and have him play at another position that he never played, then somebody can bring in Tebow. I'm sorry, somebody can bring in Kaepernick. And there should be a, no issue whatsoever. I had a big issue with them bringing back Tebow to play him at tight end. Just so Irvin could, you know, he was doing him a favor. I'm like, you you took somebody's spot. You took some kid's spot that was busting their ass for that opportunity. And you just threw it, threw it away. And I don't think that's fair. You can do whatever you want to do. I don't like it. Somebody didn't get a spot because of him. And that person probably was as good, if not better, at that position right off the bat. So, having said that, I'm sure that Kaepernick, playing his natural position, uh, can sling the ball still. Now, can he move, game speed, all of that kind of stuff, timing, anticipation? <coughs> I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. I got my T on lock right now. Had a bad week under the weather, getting my butt kicked, COVID test. Crazy week. I didn't even know I was going to be able to talk tonight. So feeling better. But still got a little stuff I got to get out of me. So it's all good. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the uh, – We'll see what they're going to do with Cap. If somebody gives uh, Cap a shot, that'll be interesting to see what they do. So that will be very interesting. And we just had some breaking news. <clears throat> this is from um, John Clark from NBC Sports, Philly John Clark. Uh, via Yahoo Sports. And it says, Congress is reportedly now investigating allegations of financial impropriety by the Washington commanders under Dan Snyder's ownership. So, uh, Dan Snyder can't get out of his own way. He went up, he went up having to sell that team. <clears throat> the way he's going, um, and I still think, uh, it is a vast, um, heavy cover-up, all based on that situation with John Gruden. Big-time cover-up. When you when you talk like that, and you using that type of verbiage and stuff like that, you around people that speak the same language. So he wasn't sending emails and shit like that to himself. He wasn't talking to himself. And if there's an owner that's talking like that, most likely there's another owner that's talking like that. So Goodell and, and all of the, the, the sham 
investigations and all of that kind of stuff. His job is to protect the owners, and that's what he's been doing. Like it or not. A lot of people say that Goodell is a horrible commissioner. I beg to differ. He's a great commissioner because the commissioner works for the owners. He's doing exactly what they are paying him $30 million a year to do, or whatever, how much they pay him. He's doing exactly what they want him to do. He's keeping their ass out of trouble. So he's doing a great job. That is a firestorm that is waiting to happen. I think uh, it is with all of the, the the Brian Flores stuff and and a lot of this other stuff that's coming had surfaced up this year. I think that's on the back burner, but that's just a volcano rated. You know, it's just building up pressure. We'll we'll hear about that uh, again in the future because there's too many people poking that bear, and they're trying to find whatever that missing piece is that's just going to cause everything to the bottom to drop out. But it's, it's too many uh, owners, all the money that these people have, the owners are stupid. You look at, <clears throat> you look at all these people that can't figure out how to send a text message, right? Uh, whether it was, it was, uh, what was the, the Robert Kraft? He had issues. Uh, he, I think, didn't he have some of the same issues like, like Deshaun Watson? He had massage girls or something like that. In the, but in any case, these old guys with all this money don't know how to use technology. And they do dumb stuff. And they get themselves in trouble. Email is the easiest thing to do. And a lot of these people can't figure out what the hell they're doing. Don't press send. So I already know uh, if they found emails, how the hell are you going to find emails for one person? That's impossible. If you pull in servers, anybody that knows anything about IT and all of that kind of stuff, you you pull everything. So you know they got some shit on some of those other owners. Point blank in the story. So Goodell was saving their ass as best he could. So that story is coming back. Rest assured. Rest assured. One of the things I wanted to go over tonight, uh, and I'm going to be doing this uh, every week until we have our draft. And I just did this uh, last minute stuff. Um, and this is strictly from, I just pulled this from ESPN, ESPN.com. Um, and this is ESPN's mock draft. Because I want to get into this. I'm going to get into this next week. So uh, anybody that's following me on Facebook, on my Facebook fan page, Pro Fan Perspective, I'm going to be looking for people to submit some info about their what is your mock draft? What is your mock draft look like? Who should we get? Who do you think the other teams are getting? Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, they'll take, you know, whatever ESPN says or whatever pro fan football says all the way up to our pick. And then who do I want the Eagles to pick up? 
So even now, if you still in the if you still in the chat, uh, who are you looking for the Eagles to pick up? I know I want Alave. I know I want that kid, uh, the Kobe Dean from Georgia. I know I want that kid, Jordan, uh, Jordan Davis. Defensive tackle that ran the four eight. Um, I would love to have that kid. Um, the receiver from North Dakota State, the one that ran the fourth grade at six foot three. That dude. I would love to get him. Uh, Lord of the Year. I would not mind Lloyd. Um, I heard some people say this is the best draft for rush edges that we've had in a very, very long time. And I would love to get another rush edge. I don't think they're going to do that because they re-signed Barnett. So, I don't know. I still think we will trade a pick. Um, I hope we trade a pick and spend two. Draft two players, trade one. If they trade a pick, that means that Howie's trading the pick for next year and that pick would possibly be setting us up to get a new quarterback. Howie's just setting himself up. I ain't mad at it. I want to see Jalen Hurts be our QB, period. That's what I want to see. But I know the reality of this situation and how he's going to set himself up for next year, if he can. I would love to see a receiver, uh, a linebacker, and a safety. But I don't think we're going to draft a linebacker. Um, maybe we'll get a safety. Maybe we can pull that kid from Cincinnati. I would love to see that. I would love to see him here. The sauce. So it'll be interesting. Um, but that, whatever we do or don't do, is going to determine how we handle next year. But that is not going to change Jalen Hurts' outlook for this year. He has got to show up. I really, 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 really want a receiver. That's going to, because I think uh, Pascal it will be good at slot. I think he'll be serviceable. I think he'll be, all he has to be is better than Jalen Rager. That is not hard to do right now. I would love to see a burner on the outside. Let that big body be in the slot. Catch those tough passes, uh, second and third and mid, five to ten. Take the hits across the middle. Occasionally break one for a long one. We'll see how that works. But uh, I would love to see another burner on the outside, and I would love to see a burner with a little bit of size. Uh, I do like Devontae Smith. Um, he's proven that that he can ball. I still think he's a little light in the ass, but I'm not going to worry about that. I remember, I don't know who we were playing, but the dude – you know how you get in the scrums after you catch the ball and you don't actually go down and they kind of blow the whistle. 
where the dude picked Devontae Smith up like a piece of luggage. <laughs> and you can even see uh, when he let him down, Devontae turned around and looked at him like, come on, man. I just thought that was funny. I was like, dude, when you were like 160 pounds and these dudes throwing up 400-something in a weight room, that's what, that's what you get. So, but uh, Devontae is going to be fine. Um, I, I think kind of think Pascal is going to be okay. Because I, the one thing I don't take um, for granted is Pascal is one of Sirianni's guys. And there's something to be said for that. That Sirianni had to pull for him to, like, go get this dude. So now the pressure's on both of them. I brought you here because I believe in you. And now people are looking at Sirianni like, why did you bring him here? So there is going to be pressure on Sirianni to insert him in the offense and make him productive. I like that because now if you make him productive, you could have made any other decisions before too. You could have made Goddard more productive. You could have made Smith more productive. Um, but it'll it'll see it'll be dependent on how you run your offense. And one thing that one thing I'm gonna predict is I think McDaniel is gonna have a very good year in Miami because of his weapons, because of Tyreek Hill. I don't know if they'll go to the Super Bowl. It's weird because if Miami doesn't go to the Super Bowl, that's okay. As long as they're better than they were last year, get to the playoffs. They got to go to the playoffs. If Kansas City doesn't go back to the playoffs and doesn't go back to the Super Bowl, they can talk all the shit that they want. They lost a weapon. And they're in the same boat like everybody else. So it's it's not a it's not a uh break my glasses. It's not a um, a win-win for both teams. Uh, Kansas City has to go back to the Super Bowl to say, hey, we didn't need them. Uh, Miami just has to make it to the playoffs. If they, Miami doesn't win the Super Bowl, it's like, yeah, I didn't see you win the Super Bowl anyway. So, a lot of pressure. Lots of pressure. But, I want to see. I'm going to read off real quickly. I'm just going to go all the way up to our picks. And we have 15, 16, and 19. So, and what I'm hoping is, let me see. This is, who made these picks? What's his name on ESPN? Tenenbaum, I think it is. So Jacksonville's picking number one. They're picking up the DN from Michigan. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Lions are picking up Gardner, the, the cornerback uh, from Cincinnati. That's sauce. I was, maybe he'll fall to us. Probably. You never know. Houston picking up Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, the safety. Garrett Wilson. The Jets are picking Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. A lot of people like Garrett Wilson a little bit more than Olave. I think they're either one. You can't go wrong either one. Uh, the Giants are getting the offensive tackle from Alabama. Evan Neal, Carolina are picking up. Carolina getting Kenny Pickett, which is interesting. 
if because now that you know the the rumors saying that Howie likes Kenny Pickett, but I can see, I can see that. Uh, Giants picking again, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end from Oregon. Falcons are getting Drake London. I would love to see Drake London fall to the Eagles. I don't see that happening, though. Um, Ikem Iwanu, Ikem Iquanu, the my boy from um, the big guy from North Carolina State. Uh, the Seahawks picking him up. I don't think he'll make it till number nine. I think somebody else will pick him. I think he's going top five. Um, back to the Jets. Jermaine Johnson, defensive man from Florida State. Washington Commanders. <clears throat> he's got Washington picking up Chris Olave at number 11. Bikes. Bikes number 12. Bikes getting Trayvon Walker, defensive end from Georgia. Uh, Texans picking up Charlie Cross from Mississippi State, offensive tackle. I thought, T, in my mind, I think uh, there'll be a couple more offensive linemen gone before this. Baltimore Ravens, Linderbaum from Iowa, the center. Now, see, here's where I think this is when I say uh, most of these guys in the media, they don't know everything. They're guessing just like we guess. Devin Lloyd, the inside linebacker from Utah. Now, everybody in Philly knows that we're not probably we're probably not going to pick a linebacker. And definitely not inside linebacker because I'm like, if you don't get a linebacker, get that kid from Georgia. Get Nicole D. Get that dude. So, and Kenyon Green, another offensive. We're not going to pick. We don't need another offensive lineman. Our offensive line is tight. Yeah, see, I don't even want to go anywhere with this. They don't know nothing. They guess it. Trent McDuffie, quarterback, Washington. Everybody's guessing, man. Everybody's guessing. All right. A lot of stuff going on. It's getting close to crunch time. The When is the draft? That is this month. And let's see, NFL draft. What date is that? April 28th. So we got a month. So the shit is about to hit the proverbial fan. People going crazy. And it'll be fun. Yes, I did mean to talk about that. Thank you, Vince. Thank you for reminding me, bro. I've been saying this for weeks. That there is always one guy at the combine that the workout or the pro day or whatever, and all of a sudden that guy shoots up the up the charts. For this year, Malik Willis. That guy had that pro day and he chucked that ball 70 yards or whatever it was, and everybody just they everybody's jaw dropped. So it doesn't all it doesn't mean anything when you can throw a long ball 
against air. That means absolutely nothing. It's fun to see, but it means absolutely nothing. The quarterback that I saw in my lifetime, in person, that threw the best ball I've ever seen in my life. And he was garbage. Uh, he wasn't garbage. He just wasn't good. And that was Jeff George. That dude could sling the rock. I'm sure you can find videos on YouTube. That dude could throw that ball. Man, he could sling that rock. But he just, he wasn't that dude. He had like ego issues. Like he was, he thought he was all world and he wasn't. And it, nah. But he could sling that rock though. But he wasn't winning any championships. So that's great. And I hope the kid will get picked up. And I hope he gets to a program where they can teach him how to be a quarterback. Because it doesn't matter what you can do versus air. So, but I'm about to get out of here, man. Uh, one more thing real quick. Wanted to give a shout out to my nephew. Randy Bell, local kid, Timber Creek, and he is playing overseas in Indonesia for Bumi, Bor Bumi Borneo, and uh, he is doing his damn thing over in Indonesia. Proud of him. If he sees this, love you, bro. I used to coach this kid with the GT Stallions, and he was my little, little chubby fullback. Always a good athlete, and then all of a sudden, he transformed into this little chubby fullback and grew up to be like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, dunking on fools. So keep doing your thing, nephew, and hopefully we'll see you at the next level. But I'm going to get out of here and drink me some more tea and get this throat together because I feel a lot better, but I'm still not quite 100%. And... um I will see you guys next week with some more info. So check me out on Facebook. Hit me up if you have any questions. You know I will contribute and get back to you. You guys have a good week. Have a good weekend. Be safe. And I will holler at you next time. Peace.